0: Welcome, everyone, to Couch Potato Diary, the day after Night of Champions. This is your Night of Champions recap show. Thank you all so much for tuning in. Once again, my name is Peter Klein. You can find me on social media, Twitter and Instagram. I'm at PrimetimeKlein, twitch.tv PrimetimePK, and you can email the show Couch Potato Diary at yahoo.com. Coming up on the show today, pretty simple. We just run through what happened at WWE Night of Champions. Again, with a reminder that this is in Jeddah, Saudi Arabia, a place that has had numerous human rights uh, violations over the years. We we do not want to continue on with this podcast without acknowledging that this is sports washing at its finest. And I I said on the last one, the frustrating part is I don't want to say it's working. I'm not like, oh, man, Saudi Arabia, like amazing people there. But you, you see some of the stuff. It's like, oh man, it does kind of look cool there, doesn't it? And he's like, hey, wait, 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 no, 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 don't, don't fall for it, don't fall for it, don't do that. Um, so just a just a reminder that they are in a place that um the the people in charge have done just uh, absolutely atrocious things to other human beings. But the, the crowd that was there that wasn't partaking in uh, human rights atrocities did seem to have quite a good time. So, um, that is your little rant at the beginning of this when we come back from a little do then we will be focusing all on the world of professional wrestling. Hi, I'm Kim Carson. And I'm Peter Klein and this is We Had No Idea. A podcast about world events that you know about, but might have fallen asleep for during history class or social studies, however you learn history in high school. Each week we'll do a deep dive into important topics throughout history. So whether you already know everything or feel like you need a to top up on some history, we'll be here for you. Listen to us each week wherever you get your podcasts. Woo! Alright, WWE Night of Champions going down at the Jeddah Superdome in Jeddah, Saudi Arabia in front of 13,000 fans uh, for, for a gate of about $35 million, as this is a, a prepaid event for the, the WWE. Let's get right into it. The uh, World Heavyweight Championship Tournament Final starts with Seth freaking Rollins defeating AJ Styles by pinfall at 20 minutes and 40 seconds. Um, just a word, if you want to make your world title feel like a World Heavyweight Championship, let's, uh, let's not put it in the first match, hey? Hmm? Cool? Cool. Um, th- this should have been second from the top. Um, and I get, like, Brock against Cody had a bit of a downer finish to, to get things going. I don't know what you would have started this show with. Maybe Gunther against, um, Mustafa Ali. Maybe you do that. But this did not, make this title feel like oh this is the biggest thing going like by the time this show was done it did not feel like you you remembered like oh and by the way Seth Rollins is the world heavyweight champion but over overall this match was very good um, a technically sound match really enjoyed like these two are two of the best in the world and now i'm i'm happy that AJ Styles is kind of back in the fold we'll see what what he ends up doing in uh, on smackdown um and for for Seth Rollins it, there's I wonder what the the title feuds are now. Uh, Admittedly, like, I'm not, because of the the brand splits and everything, I don't know, like, who's on Raw? Who's on SmackDown? Where do we need to go? So I'm not off the top of my head like, oh, let's go with this guy. Um, I think a Finn Balor feud would be a whole lot of fun um, to do that on the, um, on the heel side. Uh, Shinsuke Nakamura, if they wanted to do that, I think that would be a whole lot of fun, and we'll see what they, they end up building up towards to to SummerSlam, but Seth Rollins was kind of the, the right choice in this one, and it's just happy to have both him and AJ Styles back. Um, the next match, Trish Stratus defeats Becky Lynch at 14 minutes and 50 seconds. Uh, that's the only one of two matches on the card that did not have a championship belt attached to it at this, Knight of Champions. Also... What was the SmackDown title in all of this? It's Night of Champions. Well, like, we couldn't have had Austin Theory against LA Knight or or something like that. Like, I, I just felt weird that a title is left off at Night of Champions. But um, Trish Stratus gets the the win with some help from Zoe Stark, and I absolutely love this. A, this match was good. Um, Trish deserves every You Still Got It chant that she may receive at, at, at points. Becky Lynch is phenomenal as well and now you get Zoe Stark an NXT call up who comes in and is now going to be um the the mentee of Trish Stratus, which I absolutely love. I I think Zoe Stark, that there is a lot of potential there. Raw potential, for sure. But there is, pardon the pun, uh, but there is a lot of potential there. And now this can help kind of extend this feud. You can get Zoe Stark against Becky Lynch. You can get Zoe Stark against Lita. You can get Trish against Lita if you you really wanted to to go that route. You can do tag team matches with this. Like, you can carry this on for a while. Um, So I'm interested to see this now. And and I think it's an an excellent introduction for... uh, Uh, performer who I have relatively high hopes for in Zoe Stark. I loved this next match. At 8 minutes and 35 seconds, Gunther retains the Intercontinental Championship as the Ring General. Defeats Mustafa Ali. Um, Mustafa Ali felt like this is the biggest deal he has felt like. Basically since he came out at WrestleMania, what was that, 30? For the Cruiserweight Championship. It couldn't have been WrestleMania 30, could it? I'm not gonna go back and look. But um, that this is the biggest deal he has felt like. And this is just such proof of A, the depth of the roster in the WWE right now, and B, how just with the snap of a finger they can make a dude, right? Jinder Mahal, yeah, you're world champion now, and now you just beat everyone. Mr. Ali, a joke for years, a joke. And then you have him go out, win a battle royal, and in one night he feels like, oh my God, he could actually win the Intercontinental Championship. Like this could be a thing that he ends up doing i I love this for for him gunther retains which he probably should have um i I don't think because he th- this is on raw now. So you could do, honestly, man, that could be the build for a, a SummerSlam, um, the Intercontinental Champion against the World Heavyweight Champion and Gunther against um, against Seth Rollins. If you wanted to save Gunther's coronation for next year's WrestleMania, I have no problem with that, but Gunther retaining here, continuing to bring prominence to the Intercontinental Championship, and Mustafa Ali, I hope there's a follow-up to this. I, I hope we get more from him now going forward, because this was an excellent performance. Up next, at exactly 15 minutes, there is a new Raw Women's Champion as Asuka defeats Bianca Air, this match never really got going for me and I don't know if they're like the, the Wrestlemania match was significantly better, why not do it at Wrestlemania? Like well, if, if this is the direction you are going to go why not have Asuka get the win at, at Wrestlemania and like at that point it felt like the appropriate time in the build. That match felt like a good match to, to have it on. This match felt kind of bland. And the, the finish with Asuka blowing the, the mist into her hands and then sticking her hands in, um, in Bianca's eyes, like it, it just, it felt very, ow, oh. And it was a really underwhelming way to have Bianca win the championship. And you talk about, like, kind of carrying momentum from one challenge, or from one champion to the next. I don't think Asuka... I, I don't think you get a whole lot from Asuka winning in this way. It It, it kind of, like, honestly... I think it does quite a bit to actually damage the Asuka character, who should just be a fucking ass-kicking buzzsaw buzz machine, and instead now needs to just pull hair and mist on fingers and stuff like that. Like, it's just, it's not what the Asuka character, I think, should be. And because of that now, you don't really get, like, this big, like, okay, she just beat the the baddest woman on the planet, so now she must be one of the, the, the scariest people. It's just kind of a, oh... Okay. And you kind of move on from there. So, uh, up next, you have the SmackDown Women's Championship of Rhea Ripley defeating Natalya in a minute ten. This was a bit of a bummer. Like, to fly Natalya over there for a minute ten match that never like, it just, there was a distraction, she got her ass beat a couple of times, and then you get the win. Now, for where Rhea Ripley is, and where, with all due respect, Natalya is right now, this does make a bit of sense to continue to show how dominant Rhea Ripley was, but Natalia deserves better than this. Like to to me um with Natalia, like this this makes sense for where they have been positioned on the show, but that is more of a statement on how poorly they have taken advantage of a talent like Natalia than it is uh, an indication of where Natalia's talents actually are. Like, I, I feel like this is uh, an underutilized performer and that this really highlighted that. Brock Lesnar defeats Cody Rhodes by technical submission in 9 minutes and 40 seconds. I don't love this. Um, passing out from the pain of a Kimura, it's just, it's 2023. You don't see that a whole lot in the actual grappling world. And so it, it just, that type of a finish feels very hokey and feels very sports entertainment to to me. Um, you protect Cody, he never tapped out, I guess, but I, I think there's a way, and we'll see what the, the follow-up is now, but you could do, like, the, oh, he broke something else, and just, like, do the quick pop thing that you do, and have the referee be like, no, we have to wave this off, like, I, um, you, you can't stay in this anymore. Passing out to pain in 2023 just feels a little blah. Th- this was fine, um, I would have liked Cody to maybe get away from this now, uh, it probably means we're going Brock versus Seth Rollins at some point for the the World Heavyweight Championship, which will be what it'll be. But yeah, th- this one kind of felt like a, oh, okay. And then in the main event, at 26 minutes and 25 seconds, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn defeat the bloodline of Roman Reigns and Solo Sokoa to retain the undisputed WWE Tag Team Championships. Obviously, the big moment in this, the Usos come out, they go for a double superkick on Sami Zayn after both superkicking him once. Um... Sammy falls out of the way, and they both absolutely drill solo with the the super kicks. Roman sees that, comes in, and kind of face washes both of them before Jimmy super kicks Roman once, super kicks him again. Outside he goes, and um, eventually Owens and Zayn get the win on solo. But this was like this is this was fantastic. the the emotions of all of it building up to to Jimmy finally doing what what he what he has been doing and yelling at Jay, this is what you should have done. Um, like this is, this was all so good. And I think there are so many different ways you can come out of this. And I was talking about this in a group chat that I'm in. I am now at the point where if Jimmy is the one who beats Roman, or if Jay is the one who beats Roman, then you absolutely have an opportunity to, um, Really make a, a new star, and I, I feel like that would be legitimate at that point. I, I would, I would feel satisfied if it is Jimmy or Jay who ends up being the the undisputed Universal Champion after Roman Reigns, and they're the ones that that, that beat Roman. But you can, like, you can get a, another full year out of just Bloodline versus Bloodline stuff, like solo against one, uh, either of the Usos, and then eventually, honestly, to me, the one who I would have right now, and this was again after talking it out in my group chat, I would go solo. I would have at some point Roman is just getting like too paranoid and he starts to turn on Solo. Um, You have made Solo feel like a a big monster and like the comparisons are obviously there with Umaga. But that feels like the trigger that never was pulled on Umaga that probably should have been. You could do that with Solo as well. Like it just it feels like on both sides right now there are so many people where you could be like just look at who is all in the, the title tournament. I don't know if Damian Priest gets to the, that championship level right away, but you could build him up. Same with Shinsuke, Cody Rhodes, obviously Finn Balor, Miz. Eh. Um, but then on the, the the SmackDown side with AJ, with Mysterio, with Lashley, with Sheamus. Um, who knows what's happening with, with Drew McIntyre? But with um, with the Gunther as well, um, and then with Solo and with the, the Usos. There are so many people that you could build into championship contenders. Like it feels like you can have some really really solid cards with strong implications going forward towards championships now. And that is the value of having the World Heavyweight Championship along with the Universal title and having each show having their own championship. You can build up a number of different championship... Uh, championship matches coming out of this now and you can have actual matches that have actual stakes. It it feels like you could go a direction now where every match on Raw is meaningful. Every match on SmackDown is meaningful instead of just building momentum up to Night of Champions. Like that, that doesn't mean shit. But in terms of like positioning yourself for championship opportunities it feels like if they take this fucking seriously, and actually pay attention to some of this stuff, we could be in for a really, really good year. And so I said coming into this one that there was a bit of frustration. And again, like, I I feel like this would have been better tonight if Roman had lost at WrestleMania and he's spiraling and now his spiraling has forced the bloodline to turn on him. But, as I mentioned, coming out of this, you have a few different guys who you can kind of spin off into to uh universal title things, and this is the value of having two world championships where you have solid you know he's a star, Seth Rollins on one side, you can get creative with a Jimmy Uso winning the World Heavyweight Champ or the the undisputed the universal title, sorry. You can have a a J Uso winning the Universal Championship, you can have a solo winning Universal Championship, you can kind of experiment and get people into main event roles because you now have a couple of different titles. We'll see what direction they go, but I I am so excited now to watch Raw, to watch SmackDown every week and see where it goes. So that is your Night of Champions post-show, hoping to do something similar for this, um, maybe a bit more immediate, coming after uh, Double or Nothing tonight on pay-per-view. But that is it for our post-show today. Thank you all so much for tuning in. Again, I am at PrimetimeKline on Twitter and Instagram, twitch.tv PrimetimePK, and you can email the show Couch Potato Diary at yahoo.com. Um, all right, so back with a post-show tomorrow, and then, or maybe even later tonight, and then getting into the back to the regular scheduled sports programming uh, coming up on monday so thank you all so much for tuning in today i'll talk to y'all later